Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Welcome to Foul Tips, the all-baseball edition of the 1420 Sports Bar podcast. Listen in as Brent gives his views on the world of baseball from the big leagues to the minor leagues to Little League. Foul Tips is also home of the Rick Award, and we are part of the Belly Up Network. So sit back, grab a beer, and let's get into it. Welcome to Foul Tips, the all-baseball edition of the 1420 Sports Bar podcast. Today I'll give you my final thoughts on the Otani versus Judd debate for the American League MVP. The uh, Gosman box in the Jays game on, uh, I guess it was Labor Day, was all over everywhere up here in Canada. And yes, it was a balk. A home run was held hostage in Tampa Bay on Tuesday night, and the guy who caught the ball wasn't really a big fan. I'll tell you what night and what section Aaron Judge will hit the American League and New York Yankees record-breaking home run at, and we'll finish things off with a couple of Rick Award nominees as well. So as always, sit back, grab a beer, and let's get into her. You know, just when you think that this debate would be over and over and done with, and we wouldn't have to talk about it anymore, I guess you never really have to talk about stuff, but I'm a bit of a loudmouth and I like talking about stuff, especially when it comes to my beloved New York Yankees and Aaron Judge. But uh, me and Jim talked about it on the, uh, the, the last 1420 podcast that we did together about most outstanding player and most valuable player, but yeah, on the old, uh, Twitter machine today. I, I saw the debate came up again, and then I saw it on a different show uh, this morning on a uh, a four letter network, I guess. That uh, they were talking about the, the MVP debate for the, the uh, American League uh, between Shohei Otani of the California Anaheim Angels, whatever they're called this week, and Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees. Uh, to me, this one is an absolute no brainer. Um, to me, it's Aaron Judge for the MVP of the American League with what he's done this season. Even if he didn't hit another home run this year, he's going to. Obviously, he's Aaron Judge, and that's what he does, barring a disaster uh, or something that happened, like an injury knock on the proverbial wood somewhere. That Judge is going to probably break the the the, the American League and the Yankee home run record of 61 set by Roger Maris in 61 and uh, Shohei Otani is having another outstanding year. It seems like that that's going to be the kind of season he puts up year after year after year. Um, he's a, he's a special talent who can, who can do it all. And I, I've always wondered why there weren't more players who can do that. Um, it can get a little, little sidetracked here, but I remember when I was young, it's a long, long time ago, folks, when I was a young lad, the, uh, oh, now I'm saying lad, that's old. I, I've gotten all in the last 14 seconds, but when I was younger, the best athletes, you know, the, the best pitchers in baseball, uh, in little league, American Legion and, and, and on and on, uh, high school, whatever you want to, whatever levels you, you talk about the, the best pitcher could usually hit the ball really well too. Um, they were the, the usually the, the best athletes and everything else. Maybe it's different where you grew up, but where I grew up in Southern Alberta was kind of just the thing that the best athletes were the best athletes. They could do it all. Uh, and then you go to college or you go to pro and, and you get, you get told to either look at 
being one or the other and pitchers uh their, their arms are so finicky and they need certain rest days and everything else it's a little um, more rest days now than it was uh, 30 years ago but it's it, it's still the uh, the same the same game and i think the guys can get uh, adjusted but i'm kind of rambling here otani's doing things that i i don't know why there isn't more uh, of of these guys playing in in professional baseball um or in college baseball i don't understand that it happens at, at, a, at a young level but that's a, another another story for another show but uh what judge is doing right now with the way the yankees their, their season started off looked like they were going to run away with the division they had a 15 and a half or 16 game lead it doesn't much matter now they're down to four and a half games up on on tampa right now they, they haven't been playing good baseball turns out that you know what the problem with the new york yankees is they're just not that good of a team they 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 make a lot of mistakes they they don't hit well they're p- pitching injuries throughout i, I don't still don't understand the the montgomery trade that was made to get rid of a starting pitching because you can never have too much starting pitching. I don't understand that trade that Cashman made, but we'll talk about the the disgruntled Yankee fan in a second here. But uh, what Aaron Judge has been able to do this season with the 54 home runs, I think there's 26 games left. He needs eight more for the record, like I said. He's got 115 RBIs, and if he can get a little bit hotter and maybe a guy can get uh, go on a bit of a slump, he's got an outside chance at a triple crown. That hasn't been done, I think, since Miguel Cabrera did it with the Tigers. Um, I really believe that uh, Judge is having a, a season for the ages, and, and you can't just automatically give the uh, MVP to the the uh, best player in the league because that would go to Otani no matter what every year if he can keep up what he's doing because what he does is, is it's, it's it's absolutely amazing the way he can do his pitching stats are off the charts he's hitting unbelievably again he he's a special talent in a, in, a, in a different era of the game and I really believe that he's he's doing things that we we may never see again it's something that we never thought we'd see again and it's 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 something for the ages there's no doubt about that but to give the MVP to a guy whose team is basically in the last place in one of the not so good divisions in baseball, um, just ahead of the Oakland days, basically for a team that's not very good, they would be in last place without him. Right. So either they're in second last place in division or last place in division with, with them, it doesn't much matter. That's why I think you got to give it to, to judge. Uh, if the season were to end today, I think judge is your hands down favorite to win the MVP. Because one, the Yankees are making the playoffs as of right now. If the season ended today, they'd be in the playoffs. I'm not gonna hold my breath. There's still a lot can happen. I and I uh, just got off the uh, off a little episode here with uh, John from Level the Playing Field, and I, I told him that, um, or Dave, sorry, from Level the Playing Field, that I. Uh, basically think that if the Yankees don't win the division, they're, they're going to end up out of a playoff spot. I think that's uh, what's going to happen if, if they don't hold on to the division lead at uh, four and a half games. But Judge is single-handedly, like last week against Tampa, he's the, the only reason why they had any offense whatsoever. He hit another home run at home the other night. They were rained out yesterday, uh, and he's going He's going to be, be uh, DHing today uh, and instead of playing the outfield. Uh, so he's going to get the at-bats he needs, and he, he's he's – He's needed like nobody's business on that Yankees team to uh, push them into the playoffs because without him, they don't make the playoffs. They 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 just simply don't. And with Otani, they the Angels still miss the playoffs. They aren't even close to a wild card spot. They're not close to anything. So to give a guy the most valuable player, which is the most valuable player to his team, um, 
it's a team game and a team has to make the playoffs to be successful. In my opinion, me, me and Jim, we talked about the other night, have them if they want to, to separate it and they, they want to do something, they should do what the CFL does to all our American listeners. CFL has this thing called the most outstanding player, which it, that, that's what their MVP is. It's the most outstanding. Now give that to Otani every year. If he can keep up doing what he's doing year after year, the way he, he plays the game, he could probably win that one 10 years in a row. Who knows how long teams are going to let him pitch. Uh, I see him more as an, of an offensive threat for, for years to come. But he, as he's playing now, he could win it for five to 10 years. No problem. So maybe it's time to have a, an MOP award, maybe called the A-Rod Award. No, he's not a fucking nozzle. Did you guys see that video of him the other night uh, smoking that cigar, talking to Pujols, and how he's going to come out of retirement pinstripes because he's at 796, and he doesn't want uh, Pujols to beat his record, six, 696. Sorry, not 796, Jesus. Um, but what a nozzle. A-Rod's just a nozzle. Just go away, man. But anyways, uh, he was having some fun with it. I guess it's part of it. He just has to be in the spotlight no matter what. He can't just let Albert Pujols have his, his day in day in the sun and has to and A-Rod has to put his two cents in, which nobody nobody ever asked for. You know, nobody ever asked for my my two cents either, but whatever. Um, but anyways, we'll get back to the the judge situation. Like I said, I, I can't see a- any right-minded sports writer who does vote on, on these awards, giving it to a guy whose team is 30, 30 some games out of a playoff spot. Cause like I said, they, they would, they would miss the playoffs with them because they're, they're good or miss the playoffs without them because they're, they're missing with them. And I can't see why they, they would possibly not think that judge isn't the guy who's going to basically single-handedly, he's going to pull this Yankees team across the, uh, the finish line in the next 25 games. And he's going to set an American league record. We won't get into the, the, uh, the, all-time record that Barry Bonds holds. We won't get into that. We talk about that at length. So it's the Yankee record. It's the it's the American League record. And the way judges, uh, he's hitting 300. He, like I said, he has an outside chance at a triple crown. And guys hitting 300, especially the way he used to strike out so much. He's uh, improved his game. He stayed healthy. Before the season started, he bet on himself, which is huge. He's going to get paid. I think it's going to be the Yankees that pay him. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Aaron Judge needs the Yankees just as much as the Yankees need Judge. Um, they basically have made him the the captain of the team without naming him the captain of the team. They gave him the judges quarters out there. They can't take that away. Um, he's marketable. He's going to make enough money on marketing in New York city. I think he'd be crazy to leave the Yankees. And I think that they'll get a deal done in the off season, 40, 40 a year for eight years. I think he'll get that just because, um, did, did you want to pay a guy into his forties that much money prorate the salary? Maybe, maybe pay him a, a couple of years at 50 million, uh, man, that's big, some big, big money, but at the end of the day, who else, can pay him. I've, I've heard the rumblings about the Giants. I'll take him close to where he grew up uh, near Oakland, Northern California. Um, but I think the Yankees will, will sign him. It'll be crazy to not sign the reigning American League MVP, which I think he's going to be. I think he deserves it this year. He stayed healthy. He stayed on the field, and that's huge. Uh, the knock on wood, like I said, he's uh, the 20-some games left to get the Yankees into the playoffs, but uh, he's the guy who's going to do it. Otani, he's an unbelievable talent. He's uh, he's uh, he, something that we've never seen in our lifetime. To Even comparing to Babe Ruth is different because Ruth didn't pitch that much in his later years um, at all when he became a Yankee. He didn't pitch very, like maybe a season with the Yankees, and it wasn't for many innings so for um people to compare the two it's 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 kind of uh ridiculous because it's it's something that no one's ever seen before the otani situation is 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 so unique like i said i don't understand why it doesn't happen more because like i said the 
when kids are young, they shouldn't be specialized into just doing one thing. Uh, if you can do multiple things good, what, why wouldn't you? And it makes some more dough. That man's going to get paid. Rumblings about the Cubs maybe going after him in the offseason. They got lots of money, but we'll talk about that in the offseason. We'll focus on this here. But anyways, there's there's my two cents. Aaron Judge, the hopefully gets to 62. I, th- I said 63 a few weeks ago. I don't think it'll be that far off. But Judge, I think, will be the American League MVP. Otani is the most outstanding player, but he's not an MVP. Your team has to have team success, and the player has to have success to, to become an MVP. That's my opinion. I uh, uh, hope you guys uh, share your opinions with, with my thoughts I just gave you. Our Twitter account, our Facebook page, uh, email still at 1420sports at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. We love to talk to you guys, and uh, any feedback is greatly appreciated. This, uh, this part of the 1420 Sports Bar podcast, and foul tips is brought to you by manscaped to manscaped.com smooth summer smooth sack summer is slowly coming to an end fellas if you haven't been scaping for the summer sun it's not too late to sweep your sack of those pesky pubes as summer comes to an end which it is and we enter fall keep the boys clean and fresh just in time for fresh ball fall the leader in below the waist grooming is here to make sure your pubes feel smoother than a beach ball and smell fresher than your girl's pumpkin spice I don't like pumpkin spice. Start the new season the right way and join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code 1420scape at manscaped.com. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to keep your sweet sack your sweet, sweet sack in check. Inside the package, you'll get the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. The lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on and off switch that can engage a travel lock and gives the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on, on and off when you need more precise shave. Did I mention the trimmer is waterproof too? Whether you're hopping in the shower or hitting the lake, the razor will devour even the strongest pubes. Anyways, get 20% off and free shipping with promo code 1420 scaped at manscaped.com. That's 20% and free shipping off with the code 1420 scaped. That's 1420 scaped at manscaped.com. Keep things smooth and fresh. We say sayonara to smooth ball summer and enter fresh ball fall. Foul tips brought to you by BetUS and BetUS.com. Place your bets today at America's favorite sports book. Um, Anyways, just cut off the uh, Zoom meeting or Zoom interview or whatever you want to call it with with Dave from the Level the Playing Field podcast. He... uh, We've talked a number of times throughout the summer. He heard I was a I was an umpire in the WCBL, and he wanted my take on the uh, the Kevin Gossman box situation that happened on Labor Day. And we had a nice little session. He's going to put that up for later on onto uh, their social media accounts and onto their YouTube and everything else. And and uh, thanks for uh, thanks for helping promote our show, uh, Dave. We uh, appreciate all the support you you give us. Uh, but anyways, he wanted because he's a Jays fan. They're from the Toronto area, and he wanted to talk a little bit about that and what to, what happened if it was a box. He's a big baseball guy. Uh, more more so than his co-host is so he wanted a, a different uh, opinion on it 
And we talked about the Kevin Gossman balk that happened, like I said, with the with the Jays and the Orioles game with Jeff Nelson, the umpire, second base. Uh, Nelson's been a, a thorn in the side for a while with the, with the Jays. Uh, he had a bad uh, game earlier on the season where it was a 68% uh, efficiency rate behind the plate and things aren't good. Uh, anyways, it was the third or fourth inning, it doesn't much matter, but the first time a, a uh, Baltimore Oriole got on base in that game against Gossman, and Gossman had to pitch from the stretch, uh, the very first time he, he moved he tip tapped his toe and did a little little dance out there and his hand stopped but his he uh nelson called the balk on him by the letter of the law from what i saw i watched it a number of times throughout since, since then i watched it a couple of times this morning when dave said he he wanted to have a little chat with this uh i, I watched it again this morning on a split screen and yep by the letter of the law it is 100 a balk there i don't think there's anybody who can dispute that i don't think that it's a a uh I don't think I'm being derogatory towards Gossman at all. I don't think it, it's anything. I think it was a Bach 100%. My problem with, with the call is that the way Nelson called that, it was the very first pitch where runner was on base and he went out there being a cop and as an official you you don't go out there to be a cop you, you're not looking for crap like if something happens great whatever but you don't go looking for it and something tells me that nelson either heard it from the uh, uh, baltimore orioles coaching staff member at the home plate meeting or there was something that got put out in an email or something but for him to call that the way he did was completely unnecessary and basically really uncalled for it doesn't it never happens uh, at, at most levels of baseball where, where that's where that uh, no pause or whatever they, they want that he call i don't know what the i didn't nobody's talked to nelson what he called it. it it's just odd that it was called in that situation and, and that quickly and that early um without a warning and without anything else. And like I said, it tells me there was something that came up that he was making that call no matter what i don't I would never have made that call, especially the very first time. I would maybe warn him, and we'll get to that in a second. I would have maybe warned the pitcher that, okay, here's the deal. You, you aren't stopping. I'm, I'm watching it from here on in. I don't think there was a, a coach. Maybe it was a third-base umpire who, who would have uh, would have would have heard something the third-base coach or the first-base umpire would have heard from the first-base coach, but it was a second-base umpire. And for those, those of you who watch baseball, there's a second-base coach out there. Like sometimes the, the coaches do start beaking a little bit from, from their coaches' boxes on the respective baselines, and they can get in an umpire's ear, and umpires start to, to watch things, watch for those things a little bit more. But the way that was called, I 100% that was a pre-meditated call. And when when uh, when Jeff Nelson was doing up his shoes prior to the game, he was making that call no matter what. That call was happening to happen the very first pitch of the runner on base. That call was going to happen. And I think it was a horseshit move by an umpire who uh, had a tough game behind the plate last night, by the way, for, for a horse. It's a horseshit call for an umpire to, uh, to get the no notice on himself. Um, said it before and i'll say it again the uh, the best way that you know when you know you did a, a good game uh, as an umpire no one's talking about you the next day and jeff nelson whenever he does a jays game he seems to be talked about a lot and uh for for that to happen it was it, it was bad form for an official on on labor day uh the the hero of that situation uh, i do think was bull bichette the way he uh stepped in between nelson and uh and gossman he diffuse situation because they would have been early in the game would have go to the bullpen quite early I, I do think that, that was a great move by by Bichette to run run up from his position at second base and uh and stop the argument because it, it could have got ugly for the Jays having to go to their bullpen uh, as early as they, they would have if he would have gotten uh, any more lippy on that call uh, like I said I think it was a horseshit call by by um 
by Nelson that should never, never have happened. The the next thing that bothers me about the situation is that in Gossman's post game interview, he said, "Well, I've been warned before. They usually don't call it. I've been warned. I've been told. I've been warned. Usually they give me a warning and I'm making a job." If you've been warned and you know and you're a professional athlete and you know you're doing something wrong, quit doing it. The best way to avoid a situation is to avoid a situation. If you know in your heart of hearts that you're doing something incorrect, quit doing it. If you know that the umpire's looking for it, and he said he's been warned a number of times. Dave from Level of Playing Field did tell me the stats. He's only got two, two or three career box uh through throughout his illustrious careers as a pitcher. And he did come up in, in the Orioles. Orioles situation or Orioles organization, sorry, that it's odd that that it was called that it, it, that it was called at all. But for Gossman to say in his post gamer that he's been warned before, then quit doing it. Change up your cadence, change up your your tempo, change up your pace. Whatever it is, why pitchers can't just put their feet apart, put their hands and their feet together at the same time, and throw to home plate? I do not know why they have to do all this tip tap tippy tap crap on the mound. I will never understand it. it. As an umpire, it does drive me nuts because the only person that this really fucks up is the umpire. Because the umpire's looking for it, because the co- players and coaches are kind of watching, but eventually, okay, yeah, I missed it. I'll, I'll look for it. That's what an umpire can say. But if a, if a guy continues to do the exact same thing, what are you going to do? Get into a balk fest and call balk all fucking, fucking chicken coop. Balk, balk, balk. You can't have that. You're in a balk in a con- contest, and that's no good. And if you're looking for box coaches, if you're looking for box players, not box, balk. If you're looking for those, if you're if you're relying on a balk call to win you a ball game. You ain't going to win that game. Trust me. You're in big trouble. Part three of this situation. If what Gossman did, and I saw some split screen stuff today on uh, Major League Baseball, the network this morning, uh, they were showing some split screen stuff. And it didn't look like he changed anything. Gossman's move was the exact same after that with runners on base after that. So if the first one was such an infraction, why wasn't the one in the fifth inning an infraction? Why wasn't the sixth inning an infraction? Why? Are you going to change your calls for the World Series, Mr. Nelson, or the playoffs if you're if you're if you get awarded a playoff game? I doubt it. Don't be a cop out there, officials. If there's any umpires who listen to this game, listen to this podcast right now, quit being quit being a cop. Quit it. It doesn't help you at all. And if you're going to be, make the call, be consistent because the call that you're making in game 135, whatever they're at now, better be the exact same fucking call you're making in, in, in a, the wild card round, which the Jays are probably going to be in. You got to be consistent as an official. You have to do it properly. And for him to make that call, I don't get it because nothing changed in Gossman's delivery or release from that very first pitch to the runner on base to the, when he's when he's out of the game. Quit doing it. It doesn't do you any good. Nobody is. It was was barking down down your neck. The, the announcers, the Orioles radio, a TV show or TV network weren't saying anything. Quit it. it, it just quit it. Was it a balk by letter of law? I think it was by the yeah you know, the the spirit of the rule. Probably not. Anyways, that's my thoughts all on that. The, the 1420 Sports Bar podcast and more importantly today, foul tips is brought to you by BetUS and BetUS.com. Listen up, sports bettors. Your favorite sports book, betus.com, is back for their 28th year of NFL action. 
With the industry's biggest sign-up bonus of up to 200%, BetUS offers the mem- their members the opportunity to cash in on their all their favorite sports, including NFL, NHL, Major League Baseball, and college football as well. If you're looking for live in-game betting, incredible odds with daily odd boosters, props, and parlays, we got them. How about fast payouts, exceptional one-on-one customer service? They got that too. So log on to BetUS.com by clicking on our personalized link and pad your pockets today. America's favorite sports book, BetUS.com where the game begins. Hey, it's Brent from the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. For all of you out there who like to have a little skin on the game, go to BetUS.com to make all your sports wagers. BetUS.com has all the sportsbook options available at your fingertips from pro and college football to baseball, hockey, horse racing, and beyond. And with an initial sign-up bonus of 125%, you get more bang for your buck at BetUS.com. Just click on all our on our personalized link that can be found on all our social media accounts and start betting today at America's favorite sportsbook. There is also an online casino for those of you who like to play the table as well. So sign up at America's favorite sportsbook today and pad your pockets at BetUS.com. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. I'm not sure how many people saw this uh, last night, but it was quite funny. I, I noticed it on the Twitter machine last night during the, the Red Sox game. I was watching, I don't even know what game I was watching at that point. Last night I was recording with Dave. But anyways, last night the Red Sox were down in Tampa the tro- at Tropicana Field. A uh, guy by the name, first baseman, Tristan Casa, I think I'm pronouncing that right, uh, hit his first career home run at the Trop. It landed in some unsuspecting guy's uh bucket of popcorn or whatever he ended up with the baseball and uh thought he just had a baseball whatever uh anyways yeah, story goes the uh, dj kitty one of the mascots this funny dj kitty i checked up his profile on uh the the rays um website but anyways dj kitty he uh he went out to the outfield there to do some negotiating with this fan quasi fan we'll get that to get to that in a second so he goes out, out there to do some negotiating he uh didn't get his way didn't get the baseball for for tristan Cassett to get his first career home run ball back which uh you can say it's his or not his it's right right whoever's it is the fan paid for the seat and he got it so it's technically his ball i guess but uh, dj kitty didn't come away with the ball next thing you know the camera goes back out to the outfield to look at this this uh unsuspecting fan uh, and there's two the uh, two clubhouse managers are negotiating with with this guy in the stands what people will do for a baseball it's unbelievable i mean i'm the same way i'm I'm the same way about a baseball. Once you get one, that's it. But anyways, uh, the two clubhouse guys got nothing and negotiated something. Went on and on and on. He moved to a different seat, and then you thought it was over. Anyways, then a a guy would interview went out there to interview this guy and asked him if uh, if he even knew who who hit the home run. And at this point, he didn't even know, which was odd because he he was 
on his phone and everything else. He thinks that he would have known someone had told him. Anyways, his interviewer came and talked to him. Quite a funny little situation. I mean, a game with the Red Sox are going nowhere, but uh, and Tampa still got a chance. But anyway, so they started interviewing this guy. I was wearing a, a a raised jersey and a raised hat, and they said, "Are you even a raised fan?" He goes, "No." He opens up his jersey and he's got a, a, a white. He says, "I'm a White Sox fan." He's wearing a White Sox T-shirt underneath his his raised jersey, which I find weird. I personally wouldn't do that. I wouldn't open up my my Yankee jersey at, at Yankee Stadium and, and say I'm a Blue Jays fan. Like I just wouldn't do that. I mean, that's who I am. I mean, whatever. People are different. But it was quite funny. They asked him what he was going to get, and what he negotiated. He said, "Well, at first they didn't offer anything. I was just going to keep the ball." Which I get. It's it's his baseball. It's 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 up there. He paid for his seat. Whether it was his seat or not, he ended up with that baseball. He wasn't pulling a Zach Hample, Hample going and getting a baseball in front of kids and everything else. But anyways, he ended up getting a uh, a bat from from Casa, a Bogart sign ball, and something else he said. That's what he ended up negotiating and getting that. Whether he got it or not last night, whether it was a – see, I, I would personally – I would get a, a clubhouse visit and maybe two more tickets to a game, just something, something you can use. Like, stuff is stuff. Uh, you get a, a Bogart's ball. You put it in, in your in your closet or whatever on your mantle. What? Who cares? The bat's another thing. A bat's a pretty cool souvenir, but a ball's a ball. I got them all over the place down here at the Yankee Tavern. So uh, negotiating worked a little bit for this this uh, Chicago White Sox fan apparently who was in ta- in Tampa where he lives now apparently. But it was a funny funny little story. It makes makes the guy laugh. The uh, what people will do for a baseball. It's always made me laugh. The things people will do for a freaking well, they're twelve thirteen bucks now, but for for a Rawlings, a Rawlings baseball. It's it's amazing thing. Was it a nozzle move? I don't know. She just given the ball up. I don't know. You should always get something. But anyways, let me know your thoughts on this and anything else you would talk about here on Foul Tips because uh, I want to know what, what your moves. Nozzle move or not a nozzle move? I put it up on our uh, I'll put it up on our Twitter account later on. We can have a vote about this and see what see what people think about this uh, unsuspecting guy at a Tampa Bay Rays game and he didn't negotiations with DJ Kitty. Sounds like a girl at a, a, a DJ Kitty's at a strip bar or something. Oh, it's weird. It's a weird name for a for a, for a kid's mascot at a, at a Rays game. But anyways, nozzle move or not a nozzle move? Let me know. Battle tips and the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast brought to you by Fans Edge and FansEdge.com. Get 20% off and free shipping at FansEdge.com today. You are never too old or too cool to show support for your favorite team. Fans Edge, who's an affiliate of Fanatics, has everything a sports fan could possibly be looking for. From hats to apparel to giftware and memorabilia, Fans Edge is the place for you. With hassle-free returns, free shipping on order of over 100 bucks in Canada, and free shipping on all orders in the continental United States, Fans Edge makes it easy to get what you want when you want it. Just click on the link on our Twitter and Facebook accounts, and that will take you directly to our Fans Edge affiliate pages, and you can start shopping. Every time you purchase something from there, it supports the 1420 Sports Podcast as we get a percentage, and that's a good thing. So go to Fans Edge today for all your fan gear needs. Foul Tips brought to you by SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. Get 20 bucks off your first purchase at SeatGeek.com today and use promo code 1420POD. That's 1420POD at SeatGeek.com and uh, get yourself some seats. Speaking of seats and who wasn't, bad segue, Brent gave it a shot. But anyways, um, 
went through the Yankee schedule just for uh, for all you Yankee fans out there and baseball fans in general, historians of the game of baseball. I did this for you because uh, that's the kind of giving guy I am. And I, it's September and the Yankees still in first place, so I'm still feeling pretty good about things. And uh, I, I had to do a little research. I might do this myself and take advantage of the SeatGeek thing a little ahead of time. But I went through the Yankee schedule and I kind of tried to do a little prognostication when Aaron Judge is going to break Roger Maris's home run, uh, American League home run and Yankee home run record of six 61 and get to 62 and I went through it all and I personally think that Aaron Judge is going to do it in true New York fashion uh, on a Friday night in New York against the Boston Red Sox. Uh, kind of fitting fashion. The, like I said before, the rivalry isn't the same as it once was. It's uh, diminished, and the, and the Red Sox aren't very good this year at all, so it's kind of really downhill. But anytime the Yankees and Red Sox can get together, especially that late in the season, uh, it can become pretty special. And with Aaron Judge going for, for the, the record, uh, it might be a special night in the Bronx. But anyways, I'll give you the night. It's going to be a Friday night, September 23rd, in about the third or fourth inning, depending on how they do in the first, because he's been batting lead off the last couple of games. But I think it's going to be in the third or fourth inning in the Bronx with the Red Sox in town, like I said. He's going to hit it into section 203 where the bleacher creatures sit. And because he plays out in right field, that's where his Yankee career started. He's been playing a lot of center field, but I think he's going to reward the bleacher creatures for their roll call, which they give him every night in the Bronx. But I think he's going to hit it into section 203, about roll four or five. Those seats might be become premium, but I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen. September, September 23rd, <coughs> go and get those seats, row three or four right there. For September 23rd, the Red Sox in town. It's a Friday night. It's in the Bronx. It's a premium game. You SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. That's when Judge is going to do it. Mark my words. Mark it down. That's when it's happening. Go to SeatGeek.com. Use promo code 1420POD. That's 1420POD. Get your tickets today for Section 203, Friday, September the 23rd. We'll wrap up today's show with the Rick Award, the coveted Rick Award. It was something that uh, my co-host Dave Van Robes thought of about uh, about a year and a half ago. We seem to stray away from it now and then. But anyways, the coveted Rick Award, uh, celebrating the greatness that was Ricky Henderson. Uh, Ricky could probably still play the game today. I know he'd probably like to, but wouldn't be able to play at the high standard that he set for himself throughout his illustrious career. Man, Rick could play. I still uh, gush about Rick a lot. But anyways, the, the two Rick Award nominees for this week, uh, they're both playing each other right to not right this minute, but this week. Uh, you got Blue Jays infielder Bo Bichette and his beautiful hair. He's on a tear in the month of September, hitting 16 for 27, five home runs, 14 RBIs in his last seven games. Uh, unbelievable way he's going. Like I said earlier on, he uh, diffuses the situation with Gossman and the umpire the other night, uh, Labor Day, to keep Gossman in the game, which was huge. Uh, he's playing great defense, tearing the cover off the ball. He's uh, been the Jays' best player, keeping them going uh, in their wild card spot. I think they'll be okay for a wild card spot, but nominee number one, is uh, Bulbachet and his beautiful hair as the uh, Rick nominee number number one for this week. Number two, uh, Gunnar Henderson of the Baltimore Orioles, uh, just just 21 years old, brought, called up uh, about a week and a half ago to the big leagues. His very first game in the big leagues, he uh, got himself a home run in his second at-bat. Runner, He barely didn't get out of the batter's box when he hit the home run and his helmet was already off. His long locks were uh, flowing in the wind like Guy Lafleur circa 1978. Going down, going down the wing, but uh, Gunnar Henderson doing a respectable 290 since being called up from the minor leagues. Uh, Gunnar, he's having.
having a good season. And I like the, what the, the Orioles are doing by saying, okay, go out and play. This is what we got. This is what we're doing. Just go out and play. You're, you're going to be on the team in the future. Let's let's see what you got. We're, we're in a, a bit of a wild card hunt right now. They're three and a half out. I think they're going to run out of time. But uh, you never know. They, they win tonight, win tomorrow. They got six more with the Jays. You, you just never know what could happen. But Gunnar Henderson for getting a home run in his first made big league uh, big league game, his second at bat. He's got a few RBIs after that. So con- congratulations to Gunnar Henderson for being uh, getting called to the big leagues and getting the home run. So anyways, like I said, the two Rick Award nominees for this week, number one, Bo Bichette of the Toronto Blue Jays and his hair, uh, like I said, turned the cover off the ball since uh, since September 1. And then Gunnar Henderson for his home run in his very first big league game of the Baltimore, ba- Gunnar Henderson of the Baltimore Orioles is Rick Nominee number two. We'll put it up on Twitter later on today. But anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure you, uh, you support our sponsors, Manscaped, Fans Edge, BetUS.com and SeatGeek today. Uh, get get your tickets, all, all that stuff. Make sure you support our sponsors because they support us and they, they allow us to put content out for you guys on a daily basis. So thank you very much. Anyways, thanks for listening to the show, everybody. And remember, no matter what, smart people bunt. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.